and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Ending Physician Overwhelm. Today, we're gonna be talking about dealing with disappointment. And the reason this topic came to me was my own experience last night and earlier this week. I had an experience where I had to say no to a potential project that I had been really excited about. I was offered a chance to partner with a group and be able to share something that seemed like a really great option with my audience. However, when I further evaluated the deal, I decided it was not going to be, it was not going to be a good choice for me. It just wasn't a good fit for what I want to bring to the world. And I found myself yesterday feeling pretty listless. I had sent the email. I had confirmed that I wasn't going to move forward with the deal. And what I noticed primarily was just that I really, really wanted sugar. I just found myself thinking, and this is a very old rehearsed pattern for me. I can't wait till the kids go to bed so that I can, you know, just have dessert. Um, because for so many years, that would be the pattern. We put the kids to bed. Uh, I would usually sit in front of YouTube or something and just eat. I'd love to pretend that that is not the case. And, you know, people might think that's confusing or weird because I haven't actually an obesity medicine specialist, but that is my go-to when I'm not feeling good. And this was going on throughout the afternoon yesterday. And I kept wrestling with myself as we do thinking, ah, no, I really don't want it too bad. And yet having these cravings. And I had to really sit and do the work that I encourage all my clients to do and my patients that I'm working with this as well is sit and figure out what is going on. And what I realized was that I was feeling disappointed. I was feeling sad. I had been excited about this project. I knew quite clearly that it just wasn't for me and I wasn't going to go forward with it. And I, I said no. And I was sitting in disappointment. And that disappointment was uncomfortable, right? Driving me to do what humans do, which is to choose sugar or some other substance or some other knowing coping technique, right? In order to feel better. I know I'm not alone. I'm a human. I've observed human behavior, right? I see this all the time in my patients and I see it all the time in my clients. And so we're going to talk today about what can we do instead Because if you're in this pattern, if you're experiencing, it could be disappointment, it could be overwhelmed, frustration, any other negative, uncomfortable emotion, right? You may be in this pattern as well. And it's something that we can practice doing differently. So we'll break it down. Step one sounds too simple, but we have to actually recognize what's going on, right? And often that takes 
noticing and paying attention to conflicting messages in my brain, right? On the one hand, I've really been being intentional about the way that I'm eating and, you know, getting back to my normal rhythm after all the stuff that was available during the holidays. Uh, I don't think I went nuts during the holidays, but of course, it's just naturally a time, right? When there's more, there's more sweets, there's more alcohol, there's all sorts of stuff around us and I want to celebrate. So I've been getting back into my normal pattern and yet these cravings, these urgents were really, really strong yesterday. I had to notice that the cravings were happening, notice that that wasn't really my default and then notice you know, or get curious, what was going on, right? What was the emotion? And so if you find yourself in this same pattern, we need to stop and pause, right? And tune in, right? Pause the busyness for just a minute. What's going on? What is actually happening? What am I feeling right now that is leading to this? For me, again, it was cravings, but for you, it might be something else. We have to stop and pause and notice what is going on. The next step, and this will really resonate with all my high-achieving perfectionists out there, is that we have to allow the feeling to be there. It's so common for us to beat ourselves up if we are experiencing a negative emotion, especially if we have judgments that we shouldn't feel that way right? Think of something that you get disappointed about, something that you've been disappointed about recently. For me, it was, you know, it was this deal falling through. It might be that you didn't get a promotion. It might be that you didn't get pregnant. It might be that a new friendship or relationship didn't work out, right? It could be that you will learn that a favorite patient is leaving or a colleague is leaving. It could be that something that you really wanted to happen isn't going to happen. And for a lot of these, you know, these, these different kinds of concerns, again, our high achieving perfectionist self might lean in and say, that's silly. It's silly to get disappointed about that. This is just a little thing or might even go a step further and start beating ourselves up about it. Right. That voice might be like, well, of course, you know, of course this happens. You don't deserve nice things. You know, of course your colleagues are leaving. You're the dumb one who's staying around. You know, of course you didn't get that promotion. You didn't work hard enough. There are so many of us walking around with these negative self-critics, right? And they're just waiting. They're just waiting to beat us up. But notice how it's not helpful, right? So in this step, we have to allow the feeling to be there. We have to let go of that judgment. We are human. We may be highly accomplished humans, right? We might be capable of literal brain surgery or, you know, whatever your area of expertise is. And you still get to experience disappointments. You still get to have, you know, even what you might consider a really petty disappointment about, I don't know, your ice cream falling off the cone, right? You're allowed to have that emotion. And if you have a tendency towards being yourself up over it and saying that's silly, you're too old, you're too professional, uh, you shouldn't bother getting upset about this, you are adding an extra layer of negative emotions. You know, you're adding 
you know, shame and, you know, judgment on top of the negative emotion that was already there. No wonder so many of us struggle with our feelings, right? No wonder so many of us go right to coping with, you know, sugar and other substances. We have to allow our emotions to be there. So we need to recognize what the emotion is, right? We name it and then we allow it. And I love pulling in Kristen Nuff's work in self-compassion here, right? She talks about having common humanity. It's okay for me to feel this way. Lots of other humans would feel the exact same emotion, right? If I'm disappointed that I didn't get a promotion or a new job, that's a normal thing for me to feel disappointed about. If I'm disappointed that I really wanted something to go through or wanted something to happen and it didn't, it's normal for me to get disappointed about it. I don't have to be this superhuman emotionless robot who is simply about achievements. That's not very helpful. I, even though many of us sort of swim in that suit, feeling that's the way that we ought to be, I don't think any of us really wants to be that way, right? We want to be humans with a full range of emotions. We have to start allowing uncomfortable emotions to be there. The next thing that's really important here when you are dealing with your disappointment is noticing your usual way of coping and deciding whether or not you want to keep doing it that way. So I've done a lot of work on changing the way that I cope with my emotions. I've done a lot of work on stopping to numb. I will not sit here and tell you that it's a never. And I don't think that any coach that I know or any psychiatrist or any therapist or anyone else who does any flavor of mental health work, I don't think that anyone will tell you that they never ever numb. That's just a normal thing, right? We want to numb and buffer uncomfortable emotions because we don't like feeling them, right? And that can look like, you know, procrastination. It can look like sugar or alcohol or spending hours scrolling on your phone. It can look a lot of ways. For me, I've done a lot of work on letting go of those numbing coping mechanisms. I look and I see, I know what they've done for my life. I know what they do in the lives of others, right? Because I've seen it in my family and I've seen it in my patients, right? And I don't want to continue to struggle that way. I'd rather choose to feel my feelings. So when I notice that I'm having really strong cravings for one of those numbing things, whether it's again, procrastination or sugar or alcohol, I get to pause and choose, is that really what I want to do here? And last night really caught my attention because I noticed over and over again that desire for sugar. And I had a lot of bargaining with myself as we do, right? Well, maybe I could have this or maybe not. But ultimately, as I sat there sort of negotiating with myself, I knew that I didn't really want, you know, any of the options that were there. And I didn't want to drive to the store and go buy, you know, ice cream, my my preferred drug of choice, right? I didn't want to do that because that doesn't resonate with the version of me that I'm in the process of becoming, right? It doesn't resonate with how I want to be. And so I sat with it. I sat with the disappointment. I sat with the cravings and decided that what I really needed was to move my body. And what I decided on at the time was to choose some yoga. It was simple, it was brief, 
it was very helpful. And I don't want to pretend that when we use these non sort of numbing, non buffering coping mechanisms, when we take care of ourselves in other ways, that that always takes care of the problem, right? That it always takes away the craving or the urge or any of those things, or that I would never choose to use one of those, you know, things, and I would never choose to eat sugar. But what I know for me is that last night, it really helped. It helped me to feel the emotions I was having. It helped me to sit with the emotion, not just to experience it in my body and in my mind, but just to allow myself to be in it. It's okay for me to feel disappointed here. It's okay. And I'm going to take care of me no matter what. Although this offer seemed like a really great deal, it wasn't right for me. And I was totally fine with saying no. And yet disappointed. That's all okay. Allowing myself to do something different, right? Allowing myself to choose a different way to cope with the disappointment was very cathartic. And again, I don't want to sit here and pretend that that's always going to be the path because we're humans. It's not that way. But what I chose to do was so much more in alignment with the version of me that I'm becoming, the version of me that I want to be. And I think we need to recognize and celebrate those moments in ourselves. When we are trying to make things in life better, when we are trying to work on our mental health or our physical health, right? When we are trying to change a habit like decreasing our sugar or our alcohol or our scrolling, right? We want to put things in place that make it easier to do the thing that we want and maybe put some stumbling blocks or some barriers up against the things that we don't. But we need to have awareness of the whole thing. We need to be mindful of this process in order to have success. Coaching as a tool set to work through this is as simple as noticing what's going on in detail, right? Sharing that with another human and having that reflected on you, having questions asked, is this what you want to do moving forward? Is this the way that you want to respond to this emotion? That is the light that gets shown into our lives so that we can make a change. I can't tell you the difference that this work has made for me. And again, I want to make it really clear that as humans, we are always doing this work, right? We are never, we are never arrived. We are never done. If you talk to coaches, if you talk to mindfulness experts, if you talk to spiritual leaders, If you talk to, you know, other leaders and very successful people, they will tell you that they are always a work in progress. And part of being human is experiencing uncomfortable emotions like disappointment. Taking the time to do these steps, right? To recognize what is the feeling that I'm having when I find myself doing stuff that I don't want to do or having cravings or thoughts about doing stuff that I don't want to do allowing the emotion to be there, noticing how I want to respond, what is my default, and deciding, do I really want to do that or do I want to choose something different, right? These are three important, simple, 
not necessarily easy, but they're fairly straightforward steps that you can start to take in order to have a different outcome, right? In order to grow, in order to change your experience. Where does this come up for you in your life? When you encounter disappointment, whether that's at work or at home, how is it that you currently cope with that feeling? Do you judge yourself for having the emotion in the first place? And if so, do you like the way this pattern is working out for you? Or do you want something different? I invite you to take this little minute of time here to reflect on this for yourself and decide what is it that I want? The version of me that I want to be at the end of this year, in five years, in 10 years, when I look back and reflect on my life when I'm 90, what are the choices that I want to have made? And what do I need to do to start making those choices now? This is the work. Thank you for letting me share this with you. We have difficult discussions sometimes while we're doing this work. We have difficult discussions perhaps in our own mind. We have difficult discussions with other humans when we do the work of coaching or therapy or even, you know, patient doctor or certainly friend to friend, human to human, right? It sometimes involves these tough conversations. I'm so pleased that you choose to spend your time listening to these discussions, reflecting for yourself and deciding what is it that I want. There's so much in our professional identities. There's so much in the work of being parents or children or caregivers or just humans in the world where we don't have the ability, we don't have the time, we don't make the time to sit and really think and reflect. But I invite you to start, especially if you want a different experience for yourself. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for taking this time for yourself today. I hope you have a great week. And until next time, take care. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.